the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Baptist Church. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 33, verse 50 is where we'll start. The word of the Lord reads as follows. Now the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan, across from Jericho, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you have crossed the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, destroy all their engraved stones, destroy all their molded images, and demolish all their high places. You shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell in it, for I have given you the land to possess, and you shall divide the land by lot as an inheritance among your families." To the larger, you shall give a larger inheritance. To the smaller, you shall give a smaller inheritance. There, everyone's inheritance shall be whatever falls to him by lot. You shall inherit according to the tribes of your fathers. But if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be an irritants in your eyes and thorns in your side, and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. Moreover, it shall be that I will do to you as I thought to do to them. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Father in heaven, we thank you for your amazing grace that has brought us thus far through so many trials, through so many tribulations, through so many turns in the road, and so many dangers, some of which we didn't even know existed. But God, I thank you that you brought us to this point. Now, let the power of your presence manifest itself through the preaching of the gospel that everyone under the sound of my voice and everyone who will hear this word, whether through the radio, whether through the internet, whether through live streaming, whatever mechanism or means by which they may hear this word, let it penetrate their heart and press them to do what you've got before them to do, that they might accomplish your assignment in their life. Endow me even now, God, with the strength that I need to speak your word declare it with authority and conviction. Let them see and hear you and not me. And let your glory be revealed that life change might happen in this place. Catherine, we have come to a place once again where we stand at the edge of the new dawning in a new day leaving the past behind us. But at the same time, I believe it is customary that we evaluate 
our successes of where we've been and our failures for what we have not yet accomplished. God, was I successful in my approaches of doing what you've called me to do? Well, Ketterin, I've come to the understanding that Christians have gotten to a place where they have gotten comfortable with what I'll call partial success. Not only have we gotten comfortable with it, we have applauded it and we have accepted it even as Israel has in the text. And we've left vast corridors of property and land that belong to us unclaimed. In our text today, God gives a word to Moses for the children of Israel that he is about to give them the land that is in front of them. And so this land lays before them that God is giving to them and he is going to allow them to go in. And as they go in, he says, everywhere that the soles of your feet trod, I'm giving it to you all the way down to the river Euphrates. It's yours. You just got to go in and take it. In this land of promise, the land of promise of the Old Testament is the liberality of the heart from sin in the New Testament. It is the equivalent, if you will, of being set free in the heart from sin in the New Testament. This land that they are pursuing, this this promised land that they're pursuing is the the foreshadow of a a land that we receive when Christ died and rose again on the cross. Are y'all still here with me? So we as children have pursued this promised land, uh, but not a land of dirt, but a land of eternality in Christ Jesus. So in our pursuit, in our walking into the land, in our coming into Christianity, I have been convinced by God an examination and as I've kind of taken a, a backward step to look at what's happening in Christianity today, I see that we become comfortable in going into the land but not conquering all of it. And so I, I want to kind of challenge us that we begin to conquer what belongs to us. Well, if God has in front of you a land, then we ought to take all of it. Not just physical land, but spiritual land that God has for us. Not just the land of the heart, but the land and the corridors of our surrounding areas. Because there are surrounding areas that we have not conquered for Christ. We have not claimed for Christ. And therefore, the unbeliever is left to be alone in his damnation, in his ultimate destruction, without ever hearing the gospel, because we have not claimed the corridors for Christ. I want to talk to us for our Kettering Baptist Church family claiming the corridor for Christ. Now, in this text, there are, if you will, some instructions, some guidelines that help us to know what we need to do to claim the corridor for Christ. First and foremost, if you look there in verses 50 through 52, he says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, gives Moses his word. Look at where they are. They're in the plains of Moab. By the Jordan, across from Jericho, saying, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you have crossed over the Jordan into the land of Canaan, guess what? Then you shall drive out all the inhabitants and destroy all of their engraved images and destroy and demolish all of their high places. God says the first thing you need to do if you're going to claim the whole corridor for Christ, if you're going to take it all for Christ, if you're going to get all of your blessing, everything that belongs to you, you've got to first and foremost drive out and destroy your enemies. 
Listen, he says, look, notice, I want you to notice a few things when God begins to speak to them. First of all, I want you to notice where they are. They are directly across from the place of victory. I'm trying to talk to somebody right about now. I want you to understand that when God begins to speak to you about driving out your enemies, he's not going to talk to you three, 500 miles away from your enemies. He's talking to you while you're standing at the edge of your victory. I'm trying to help somebody right about here. When God says, I've given you the land, you're standing right across from it. All you need to do is walk over there and take what belongs to you but you've got to drive out the enemy that's in front of you. They're standing right across from their place of victory. They're standing right across from Jericho. They're right there, right on the edge of where God's going to give them land. And some of us are standing right there on the edge of the blessing God has for us but we won't drive out the enemy in front of us. Not only do I want you to see that they're standing right there but I want you to see something else. I want you to notice what he says. God speaks in past tense here. He says, speak to the children of Israel, Moses, and say to them, when you have crossed over. You know what that means? That means they will cross over. You will cross over. You will catch the land. You will take what's yours. You're standing right next to it. All you got to do is go in and drive out the enemy in front of you. But you got to hear this. When you get over there, don't make friends with your enemies. Don't get over there and start compromising with your enemies. No, you've got to go over there and drive them out. When I was young, I used to play football, believe it or not. That's when size didn't matter because I was little like everybody else. But what they taught us in blocking was if you've got to make a hole for the running back behind you, you've got to drive out the defender in front of you. Because if I don't move the defender, guess what? The defender's going to get my running back. And so in order for me to make a hole, I've got to drive out the enemy. I can't leave him in the hole. I can't leave him in the place where my victory is. I'm trying to help somebody. You can't leave certain things around you. You can't leave some people around you. You've got to drive them out of the way. Are y'all catching it now? You've got to move them out. And you've got to be determined that I'm going to make a way to get to what belongs to me. I've got to drive out the enemy out of the place that belongs to me. That's what he tells them. He says, drive them out. And not only do you drive them out, but watch this. He says, when you get in there, destroy their stuff. Y'all say in the text, let let me read it back to you. It says, now, you drive them all out. Not just some of them, all of them. Drive all, don't let none of them hang around. Drive out all the inhabitants out of the land and destroy all their engraved stones, destroy all their molded images, destroy everything that they worship. Destroy everything that means something to them. Listen, if you're going to take the corridor for Christ, you not only got to drive the enemy out, but you got to take and destroy everything that represents worship for him. Listen, Kettering. When we came into this area up in Marlboro, we moved 10 miles from where we were. But guess what? We moved into a new territory, a new corridor with a new devil has hung out. Now, if we're going to take this corridor for Christ, we've got to drive him out. And because he is a spiritual entity, we've got to drive him out through spiritual warfare. We've got to get on our knees. We've got to turn the plate over. We've got to attack spiritual entities with spiritual war and if we're going to drive them out we've got to destroy everything that belongs to him so that nobody wants to worship what belongs to him anymore destroy all of their worship stuff not only destroy all of their worship stuff he says demolish the places where they used to worship 
There's a place where the enemy used to hang out and worship. Destroy it, demolish it, get rid of it. So that they don't even have the temptation to go back and worship it again. The reason why we in Christianity come halfway, we get into it, so everything's good, okay. And then what happens when we get into this land of promise? We start making compromises with folk and compromises with situations and compromises with scenarios and now God's word is not even as important to us as it should be because what we do is say well yeah I know the Bible says that but I was having a conversation the other day and someone said well I I know what the Bible says but I have friends who do this no drive them out destroy every place they worship get rid of everything that would cause them to want to come back and set their temple up again. So we, first of all, we've got to drive them out and destroy our enemies. Secondly, I'm going to move y'all through this text. Verse 53 and 54 says, you've got to dispossess and divide the land. I love this. Verse 53, he says, look, you shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell in it. For I have given you this land to possess and you shall divide the land by an inheritance among all those families. The larger get the larger, the smaller get the smaller, and everybody's going to get theirs according to lot. Everybody's going to get what belongs to them. Everybody needs to claim every corridor that belongs to them. You can't live in the fullness of your Christian life if you're leaving stuff around that ought not be around. He says, dispossess them out of the land. When I looked up that word dispossess, it gave the idea of taking it over and leaving no provisions for the previous owner to have any claim on the property. Can I fix it for y'all right here? When he says dispossess the land, dispossess what's in front of you. In other words, change the deed. Put your name on the deed. Go down to Upper Marlboro and make sure your name is registered on the property. Make sure that the locks are changed and the keys don't work no more. Change the code on the garage door opener so that the old enemy doesn't have no desire to come back. Even if he does come back, he won't find a place that he can make his own. In other words, that devil that used to be a part of your life, that issue that used to be a part of your life, you need to change the locks. You need to throw out the key. You need to change the code so that they can't even get to you no more. Can I make it plain to somebody? You need to lose her number. Ah! You need to block them on your page. You need to tell them ain't no more space for you here. No more. I can't compromise. I know I love you, but I can't compromise because I got to take the whole corridor for Christ. I've got to live for him. I know you, you so sweet and you got a good job, but that's not good enough. I've got to live for Jesus. We're going to take the whole corridor. If you want all of your blessings, you've got to take the whole corridor for Christ. You've got to dispossess them out of the land. You've got to dispossess every habit. You can't let some stuff hang around. You, you can't give provisions for them to come back. Say, yeah, let them slip on back up in here. I know. I know the buttons to push. And you come pushing them buttons. If I have dispossessed you, you can push all the buttons you want. That garage door ain't coming open. The door ain't going to open. It's locked, closed. Your name ain't on it. I'm calling the police. This breaking and entering, you, you are not, you have no ownership here. Y'all still hear what I'm saying? And we've got to do that with our heart because our heart 
has been spliced by this world to accept worldly stuff and not live for God and take the whole corridor for Christ. And so therefore, we are living short of what God promised us. And we're going around thinking that we're going to get this extra, you know, something extra that's going to drop out of heaven while we're living like hell. That's not going to happen. You've got to dispossess them out of the land. And watch this. And when you take it over, he says, divide the land. Listen, this is what I believe about our God. I believe our God will bless you so much that you can't even keep all of what he's going to bless you with. He'll bless you enough to divide off your inheritance with other folk and share it with them. So he says, look, dispossess them out the land and divide the land. Make sure that everybody gets their share according to the tribe. Everybody needs to get their own. But watch this. If we as Christians have come into a pattern and a habit of not totally possessing all that belongs to us, then that means that somebody ain't getting what belongs to them. That means what I pass down to my next generation is less than all of what I own. This is what comes to mind. Some of you might be familiar with this. Family member dies, has no will. Property now goes to three children. One of the children died. They got five kids. Two of the children dies. They got eight kids. Third children dies. They got four kids. Now the same property that belonged to one now belongs to multiple. And they still haven't resolved how much who owns. You keep going down the line and after a while you got about 40, 50, 60 folk that own this land. And it's a mess. And if you wanted to sell it, you couldn't sell it. Because it's a mess. Because you got too many people involved. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? The reason why I'm, I'm drawing you this picture is because if you've left folk in the land, oh my God, and you haven't settled out the property, and you start passing it down from generation to generation, what sin my mama had to deal with, if she didn't deal with it, she didn't pass it down to me and my brothers and sisters, and what sin I didn't deal with, I didn't pass it down to my children and my grandchildren and my great-grand, and that thing just keeps spreading because we didn't deal with it at the beginning. If you claimed it all that he gave you, it would be settled, and you divided it out amongst those who inherited it. So, First of all, you drive out your enemy and destroy your enemy. Drive them out and destroy them. Secondly, you dispossess them and you divide the land. Thirdly, there are dire consequences for disobeying God. If we're going to claim the corridor for Christ, you need to hear this part. This is what the Lord says. I'm going to read it back to you, 55, 56. He says, look, he says, but if you do not drive them out of the land, if you don't get rid of them, I've given you the land. If you don't drive them out, here are the cons- dire consequences. If you don't drive them out, guess what? They're going to become an irritant to, in your eyes and thorns in your side. And they shall harass you in the land where you dwell. Moreover, here's the, here's the worst consequences. It shall be that I will do to you as I thought to do to them. If you don't drive them out of the land. Now, I, I'm, let me back up. I've given you the land. The victory is yours. The land belongs to you. The victory belongs to you. The strong Christian life belongs to you. The blessings belong to you. The corridor belongs to you. The land belongs to you. Maryland belongs to you. D.C. belongs to you. United States belongs to you. But if you leave some in there and don't drive them out, I need you to hear this. They're going to become an irritant in your eyes. And I'm going to help you with this. One of the worst things you can have is something in your eye 
that's irritating your eye. All it needs to be is a little bitty pebble. And watch this. And that little bitty pebble will give you all the hell you need for a whole day. And you'll be all day long rubbing your eye, scratching your eye. And the more you scratch, the worse your eye gets. And the worse your eye gets, the worse you can see. Watch this. And the worse you can see, the worse your judgment is. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So as they have become an irritant to you, now your judgment is skewed. Now you don't know right from wrong. That's what's going on in Christianity right now. We don't know right from wrong. We don't know up from down. We don't even know what the Bible says because we don't even read it. We have left too much laying around in the corridors, and they have become an irritant to our eyes and a thorn in our side. Painful. Every time we move, we got to deal with them. Oh, why, why didn't we ain't deal with it? Oh, here it is. Stuck. Got you in again. Got you again. Got you again. Some stuff, if you had driven it out, it wouldn't keep getting you. Some folk, if you had cut them out, they wouldn't keep getting you. Some habits, if you had cut them out, you wouldn't still be dealing with them at the age of 50 and 60 years old. But if you had thrown away when it was paper, you wouldn't be dealing with it now that it's electronic. Get rid of them. Dispossess them. But if you don't get rid of them... They'll become an irritant to your eyes, thorns in your side, and they shall harass you in the land. Here you are in the place that God blessed you to be, and you can't even enjoy it because you left sin around, because you left folk around, because you left your enemy around. You didn't drive them out. You didn't get rid of it. You didn't live all the way holy. You lived part of the way holy, and you thought that was good enough. And you even assessed yourself at the end of the year and said, hey, I did pretty good this year as a Christian. I, I grew a little bit. I did a little bit better. And you know what? I'm doing better than her over there, and I'm doing better than him over there, and so I'm good. No, you ain't good because you have not possessed all that God put in front of you to possess. Some of you have not accomplished the businesses that God put in front of you to accomplish. Some of you have not written the books that God said you ought to write. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Some of you have not stepped out on your own and walked by faith and done the thing that God put in front of you to do because you are scared. And you've left fear in the land and you need to drive fear out of the land. Because if you're ever going to accomplish what God has in front of you to accomplish, you've got to drive them all out or it's going to keep on coming up as an issue for you. If you'd learned how to deal with the money, you wouldn't have money problems right now. You've got to drive out those bad habits. Then you can take the whole land. The whole corridor now belongs to you. He says, now watch this. You'll become an irritant to your eye, thorn in your side. They're going to harass you. They're going to meddle with you all the time. They're always going to keep messing with you. Because you haven't possessed what God said you ought to possess. And watch this. And if you don't do what he says, I'm going to do to you what I said I was going to do to them. Now, even if you could deal with the irritant in the eye and the thorn in the side, and you could deal with them harassing you, you can't deal with God doing to you what he was going to do to them. So God says, look, I've given you this land. Go in and possess it. Take it. It's all yours. Katerin, we've taken some of it, but we haven't taken it all. I want to encourage us to claim the corridor for Christ. Not just the corridor of your life. I want to claim this whole corridor of 301, Route 301. I want the whole corridor to belong to Christ. I want to send notice to the devil that we're going to claim what is ours. Watch this. And ain't no reason for us to be afraid because God already gave it to us. And I want every Christian to claim everything that God has for them. I want you to walk in the fullness of what God has ordained for you to walk in. I want you to be the man that God called you to be, the woman that God called you to be. I want you to be the son, the daughter. I want you to be the husband, the wife that God called you to be. Stop making excuses because you haven't driven him out of the land. Drive out that mess and claim what belongs to you. And then, I believe, 
will see a complete difference in each and every individual Christian, but not only every Christian, but in the land that we live in. Because when we have claimed it for Christ, then he reigns and he rules and he has dominion. And if he reigns and he rules and he has dominion, guess what? Every blessing you need is readily available for you. But you have to claim the whole corridor for Christ. Praise the Lord. You've been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-574-3515. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.